0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary edition of Ghost cool Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and I got some skilly skilly stuff for you tonight. Wahaha! <laughs> well, it's me, guys. It's Stephen LeBooth, baby back for some more scary stories i hope you're ready ma'am got some good ones for you today some more prisons so we'll be doing this for probably uh another two more episodes and then we're going to change it to something else for you but i always find something good for you so just want to say thank you and welcome to our new new listeners we keep getting uh new followers and stuff want to say thanks to youtube pages growing want to say thank you very much And, uh, yeah, so cool. Just want to say thanks, though, to everybody listening around the world. So, you know, and that's one thing. I think that is just so awesome. I'm doing it show from my house in little bitty old Minerwells, Texas. Look it up. Google it up. Minerwells, Texas. Little bitty spot on the map on Texas. And it's just crazy. I get heard from all around the world. It's crazy. We got people in Brazil listening to the show, New New Zealand, Australia. China, Germany's getting big on it. Uh the UK is Canada. Uh, um man, um just, there's still more. So but I'm gonna give shouts out one day. I'll probably gonna I got some stuff saved back that I'm gonna do for the uh, uh special, our three year anniversary show, the hundred and fiftieth. Yeah. Crazy, man, crazy. But I hope everybody's been doing good. Like I said, I want to say thanks. Just keep uh, growing the show for me, guys. Excuse me. Sorry about that. I appreciate the uh, listens. And I think it's going to be a good time, man. Good time. All right. I hope you guys are ready for some skelly, skelly stuff. It's just me tonight telling the creepy stories. Oh, Steph's taking the El Breake, so So all your all of uh, her friends will listen Tell her tomorrow, why didn't you do the show? Why didn't you do the show? Yeah, bugger. But anyways, let's get on. We got some three pretty good prisons to do today, so it ought to be pretty good. Well, let's get down with it. What do you say? Okay, our first uh, prison we're going to talk about is the Missouri State Penitentiary. opened in 1836, Missouri State Penitentiary was the oldest operating prison west of the Mississippi River until it closed in 2004. though, uh, Though hard to imagine today, with its crumbling grounds and empty guard towers, the penitentiary was once considered a well-oiled, self-contained town. But countless injuries and deaths, plus a major inmate riot in 1954, which led to Time Magazine calling the prison the bloodiest 47 acres in America. Today, guides and guests alike attend or attest to the apparitions, unusual sounds, And airy vibes and feelings, the uh, storied halls hold. Switzer, who grew up in Jefferson City, falls uh, or feels a deep personal connection to the prison. This place is where all my life, she said. My, oh wait, this place, this place was here my whole life, she says. But the moment I stepped in here, I was obsessed. For eight years, Switzer was. Yeah, for eight years, Switzer was guide, has guided thousands of visitors on historic and paranormal tours, some overnight. From pokes in the back when no one was the nearby to una, una, to pokes in the back when nobody was there, or uh, invisible uh, coins flipping, like you hear in the sound of a coin flipping our coins flipping down on the concrete floor you know like when they fall and she has experienced dozens of paranormal encounters and witnessed several ghostly apparitions well i bet you she has i don't know if i could do that kind of job i guess you get used to it after a while but it still scare the shit out of me because it hit me like in the middle of the night i got i got my guard down and i'm just ready to get to shift over and i'm like ah yeah, it'd scare the shit out of me, but it'd be kind of cool though. With every group, she shares the prison stories: women inmates who went on to fight for prisoners' rights, and the and ex- rights and execution by the guillotine, inmates uh, inmates health and escape attempts. Uh, Miss, oh. Misconducts and floggings. And even the story of boxing heavyweight champ of the world. It all happened here. That was a little tongue. That was a mouthful. Back in the age hall, Switzer starts on the story of the infamous prisoner, Kate Richardson O'Hare. Kate was a pretty prominent woman before she came in. And even more so after she left, Switzer says. A bra- a brazen socialist, O'Hare was thrown in a cell in H. Hall, now housing Unit 1 for violating the Espionage Act of 1917. She was a, uh, I say it, she was a badass. Okay, so this girl uh, could take care of herself, if you know what I mean. Switzer says... Adding that, she has a first education copy of In Prison. The book O'Hare wrote about her time in the penitentiary. It's my most prized possession, she says. Then then mid-sentence, she stops. Oh, oh, did you just hear that? Switzer says. Her ears widen. Click, click, click. It's coming from up there. She says, pointing to the third floor, you want me to uh, come up there? She rolls towards this. She hollers towards the ceiling at the top of the iron staircase. She finds an old window latch and a swift breeze that that uh, accompanied with a uh, gust of wind bigger than that behind it. That would be pretty creepy. You go up there and that window is open and whoosh, a gust of wind. See, I've never experienced anything like that either. I think that would be pretty freaking awesome. Although it would make me pee my pants. Uh a where was I before the uh okay. Okay. Before the infamous uh, inmates and in ghostly apparitions, there was a man and man and man and idea. In 1831, Jefferson City was a fragile capital city competing with the nearby metropolis like Sedelia in St. Louis for the seat of Missouri's government. Governor John Miller was convinced that, uh, that opening, and, opening and operating a state penitentiary would secure the city's position. position. Two years later, the Missouri House of Representatives passed a bill to establish the the, uh, faculty and the construction began. In 1836, the the prisoner's first inmate, uh, Wilson Edison, arrived sentenced for stealing a watch. Yeah, see, you shouldn't have been a bad guy. By 1932, the uh, roughly 5,300 inmates at the Missouri State Penitentiary held the largest inmate population in the U.S. and it was considered one of the most successful prisons in the country. On average, inmates cost the state 11 cents per day. They were very proud of that, Switzer says. That was a gold star. On good days, inmates sought a sense of a normalcy When they were good, they formed basketball, uh, baseball teams, played uh, miniature golf, and attended a church. And they worked long long days in in one of dozens of the factories around the uh, prison. And at the time, there was a big uh, regional economic boom, so that helped out. But overall, the conditions were grim. Inmates were uh, subjected to instant abuse, neglect. The guards could whip a man for literally anything or nothing at all. Look at him! Look at him in the wrong line. He's having a bad day, or he's just ta- and he's taking it out on you," said uh, Switzer. "See in that? Yeah, back then they got away with a lot in them prisons. They could do anything. Uh And in 1954, two inmates faked sicknesses to attract attention. When two guards entered the hall, the inmates overpowered them and stole their keys. The two ran along the cell blocks, releasing other inmates as they pursued a jailhouse uh, informant. Oh, a uh, jailhouse informant in housing Unit 3. As waves of waves of of rioters stormed the deputy warden's office. Armed troops on the uh, roof were finally forced to open fire with machine guns and riot guns to force the uh, desperate prisoners to flee the prison yard. The, M- the Missouri Highway Patrolman Walter Wilson later wrote, several convicts were injured by gunfire, Following the ride, a middle section of bars were added to the unit three along the extra cage. All right, let me get a drink real quick. Told you I got some long ones tonight. Okay, where was I? Uh ticket 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 prisoners in the yard. Other infamous inmates served uh, shorter sentences. Alongside O'Hare and Housing Unit 1, activist Emma Goldman served two years for opposing the draft during World War I. <coughs> excuse me. A pioneering champion of women's uh, equality, workers' rights, and free uh, free universal education. Goldman was considered one of the most dangerous um uh, oh, one of the dangerous ar- architects in the in the county at the time. Years before the uh, years before he would kill five people outside the uh, Union Railroad station in the historic Kansas City massacre. Infamous bank robber robber Charles Arthur, pretty boy Floyd, was locked up in Jefferson City in nineteen twenty five for a payroll robbery. While it present okay, while it presented its share of mis mistreatments and hardships, the prison also offered some opportunity. Charles Liston, a Arkansas born repeat theft was thrown into the housing unit for at age 22 for armed robbery his first oh his first uh serious convention or his first you know time in prison during this time outside the cell charles liston or sonny as the world would later get to know him looked up with uh linked up with father ali stevens a priest who oversaw the prison gym, Stevens reportedly marveled at Lawton's physical and, or at his phys- or his physicality, and took him under his, ring, under his wing, teaching him the te- techniques of boxing. Two years into his sentence, Leston was uh, freed on parole and began his assist to the world heavyweight boxing championship. During his career, he faced many notable boxers of the era, including Muhammad Ali. Just beyond Sunny's cell, down a uh, steep staircase, Switzer stops. This is the uh, dungeon, she says. Guards would whip these men within inches of their lives, and most of the times they spent time in there, in the hole. She steps inside a shallow, hollow just three or four feet wide and reveals eight more cells damn that was the whole shit to the left of the uh, swings open a rusted gate inside only stone walls and floor story goes they were putting a dozen putting a dozen 18 a dozen to 18 men down here With no uh, bedding, no bunks, no blankets, no mats, no toilet paper, no nothing. She says, "That was what they called the hole. That's what happened. That's where you got put if you did something like really bad." (coughs) Walking out on a plaque on the wall recalls the years that. Oh wait a minute, I skipped something. Sorry. Inside the cell, for effect, she turns off and exposed. Excuse me, light bulb—the only source of light. Palmed to a uh, noise in the, in here, the eyes can only see black. I'm from Missouri, and this is a this is a cave state. Switzer says. We call this cave dark. Walking out, walking out, a plank on the wall recalls the years that J.B. Freebug Johnson served the served in the dungeon. From 1883 to 1900, God dang, he's, woo, he was in there a long fucking time, for setting a fire that destroyed prison's property and caused the deaths of several inmates. After prison, he wrote a book, Buried Alive Or 18 Years in the uh, Missouri Penitentiary. Just down the hall from the Freeburg cell, or Fireburg cell, or fire bug cell, I'm sorry. Uh, During his first night on the job, Switzer had had an encounter with an entity. I'm standing in front of the door, and I go to flick the light off, and immediately I felt something on my right. I feel his face right here, she says, holding her right palm just next to her cheek. I can feel him breathing. See, that would be creepy as hell. No. And I'm thinking, okay, you're imagining this, but you could not pay me any amount of money to turn my head and look towards that door where the dead end is. He's standing right here every time. In Housing Unit 3, a caged open air block is home to cell forty-five, where where James Earl Ray, who who would go on to murder the uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., served his life sentence. All right, sorry about that. Uh, where was I? I'm thinking. Okay, housing unit. Okay. Dang it! It's I'm sorry. It's just my stupid dogs. Uh, Martin Luther King, Jr., where he served his time until he escaped. In 1959, Ray was sentenced to 20 years after holding up a St. Louis uh, Kroger. In 1967, he capitalized on his job in the prison bakery and snuck into a large box used to ship bread. When the truck arrived to pick up a supply, the bread box with Ray inside left the prison grounds. Just a year later, April of 1968, Ray gunned down uh, Dr. King. These stories are all the that remain of thousands of inmates who spent time locked inside these walls. And in 2004, the penitentiary closed its doors officially and transform, transformed its inmates into the Jefferson City. Correctional Center, just a few miles away. (coughs) And it's still open today, but it's just for tours and stuff like that. So, if you live in Missouri, go check the Missouri State Penitentiary out for me and tell old Stephen LeBooth how just scary it is. Alright, we are going to do a little commercial and we'll be right back. (laughs) You ever look up at the sky at night and look at the stars and wonder are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered how much our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered? Why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then, if so, come listen to this podcast called "What's Really, really, out, really, really there? out There." And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am my your father. co-host, Stephen Booth, Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, unsolved urban murders, le- unsolved mysteries. murders, mysteries uh unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends. We're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you're uh, need to listen to what's, what's really, really out, out there? there. And we are on Spotify and iHeart and Pandora, I think. But we are pretty much on every platform. Mm-hmm. We have a YouTube channel twos or channel So go check that out. It's called What's Really Out There. So come check us out. Once again, I'm your co-host, Stephen Booth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Booth. And this is What's
1: What's Really Really Out Out
0: There. There. We'll see you at the next episode, guys. All right. I hope you enjoyed that uh, little commercial. That's another show me and Steph do. We got to get it caught up. But our next story is the... Ohio State Reformatory now if you're from Ohio, from Ohio let me know I kept looking this place up but the Ohio State Penitentiary kept coming up too with it the pictures look the same and all that but I didn't think to look at the towns or nothing but if you're from Ohio let me know if there were two definite places or these are the same in one you know what I'm trying to say okay here we go guys the Ohio, Ohio State Reformatory is said to be one of the most haunted sites, not just in the not not just in its own state, but in the entire country. Its dark history has made it notorious to both residents and visitors alike, and its violent past is believed to contribute to no small part to the unsettled spirits that are said to still haunt. Its walls. Although Ohio State Reformatory, which was originally called the Mansfield Reformatory, is no longer an operational prison, it housed prisoners for almost one hundred years. Around a hundred and whoa, a hundred and fifty, a uh, hundred and fifty-four thousand inmates passed through these walls. Many of them. Uh, many of them's first-time offenders, according to the Mansfield Reformatory uh, Preservation Society. The prison itself took ten years to build. When it was finally completed in 1896, it served as a reformatory for 150 young men transported from Columbus. Excuse me, who had committed minor crimes. Its original goal to spend the next eighteen months rehabbing these offenders by teaching them religion, education, and to trade, and then releasing a newly reformed man, uh, newly reformed men back into society to live productive lives. For the first few years, the uh, reformation and rehab models seemed to work fairly successful at the Ohio State Reformatory. However, it is it sadly would not last. As time went on, the prison population began to expand, and in the twentieth century, things begin to take a step towards it, or take a step towards turn. Whoa! Wait a minute. Okay, the prison population begin to begin to expand, in the twentieth century, things begin to take a step towards or a step towards. De- towards turn in the 1960s the reformatory was forced to take on more inmates than ever before leading to overcrowdedness unsafe conditions and eventually violence and according to the travel channel when they did a story on it rather than focus on reforming the prisoners inmates were crammed together into a cell and conditions inside the cell deteriorated into illness, madness, and murder. At least two hundred and fifteen people died within the prison and were interned in numbered graves just outside the walls. While some died of natural causes, including tuberculosis, influenza, and la oh and at last okay including tuberculosis influenza and heart attacks others met others met others met much more violent fates on one occasion an, in, an inmate killed another another one and stuffed his body under the bunk that they were uh double booked into a single solitary confinement cell on another occasion an inmate set himself on fire, many other faculties continued to occur uh, behind the prison walls. Some were distraught inmates who took their own lives or those who were excited to... or or those who were executed by the state uh, by the electric chair. But even the guards were not safe on prison grounds. An elderly prison guard named Urban Wilford was shot dead in 1926 by a parole inmate who returned to the grounds to seek revenge. Another guard was was casualty. Another guard was was a uh, casualty. Twelve prison twelve prisoners attempted to escape, according to the old uh, guards. After years of decline, the Ohio State Reformatory was finally forced to close. Well, of course, the conditions sucked probably bad. There was probably sticking like three to four people in them little cells. It shut its doors in 1990, but many people claim that the place has never been quiet. It seems that certain buildings are always haunted, Prison, prisons, hospitals, schools, and theaters. Greg Fedik, lead paranormal investigator at Ohio State Reformatory, explained to a magazine, "There's a lot of a lot of energy and a lot of emotion in the in this place, and there are people who believe that the energy will stay there, or people will not leave their uh, leave there after they pass on. Well, you got to think about it. In a place like that, it's probably haunted as fuck." I mean, I bet you it's got so many cause so much bad stuff happened there. Just think of all the killings and bad shit that went on there that didn't get reported that no one knew about. <coughs> so yeah. Let me get a drink. Okay, okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks in part to its haunted reputation, the re- the reformatory did not fall into disrepair. As many others uh, many other suffered prisons have done. Yeah, that's true though. A lot of the older prisons are gone or rotted away or torn down because they just they abandoned them and left them. Dude, just think of the potential you could if you could have kept that up, what you could have done with that place. Yeah. All right, where was I? Uh, Where was I? Okay, to the... Okay, it got a lot of attention in 1993. In the movie uh, that came out in 1993, Shawshank Redemption. Remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society bought the site off the prison for just one single dollar, and sent and sent uh, and set to work restoring the place. per Per that's a uh, magazine that this person was doing an interview with. So yeah, the story there is it was crazy. They was sitting there right in the middle of uh, starting to refurbish it and stuff and get it back looking good again well the movies came in and wanted to know if they could do a low you know shoot the movie there and he said sure gave him a tour of the place and all that i think he stayed there two days getting to know the place and look at it yeah so that was pretty cool it got a, like a another life some of the most haunted places on their property are said to be in the admissions administration basement the east and west cell blocks where many of the murders took place, and in the hole, where prisoners were sent to solitary confinement for punishment. Many eyewitnesses have claimed to have had a, num- a number of paranormal experiences, including spotty, uh, spotting shadow figures roaming the halls and mysterious balls of light. Others have claimed to hear voices, footsteps, and chains rat- rattling. These days, the Ohio State Reformatory hosts tours and paranormal investigations for the public. So, if you're ever up there in Ohio, go to the Ohio State Reformatory. Tell me about it. Excuse me. And if any of my listeners has been to that place, especially up there in the, the good old state of Ohio, let a brother know. Alright. Alright. Uh. Alright. We are going to do one more breaky breaky and then we're at we'll do our last show last show. <laughs> our last story and we're out of here, guys. Be right back. Okay. Our next story is about the West Virginia Penitentiary, located in Mudsville, West Virginia. Not only it provides visitors with (coughs) wealthy history, but some, some always say it's called home to several resident ghosts during the Civil War, West Virginia ceded from West Virginia in 1863 and the new state was in was in inmate need of public institution and that meaning prisons or including prisons but some building these but, but building these places would take time and money. West Virginia Governor Arthur Boroughmen lobbied at the new West Virginia legislature for a state penitentiary, but was repeated, repeatedly denied. As a result, prisoners were held in existing county jails or sent to institutions out of the state, but not to Virginia, which, had, which was still angry, angry about the separation and buried West Virginia from using uh their faculties. Many of these criminals were jailed in small structures in a nearby in nearby Wellington. But it quickly became overgrown and in eighteen sixty five sixty five nine inmates nine inmates escaped. Afterward the state legislator finally looked or finally took action and in February of eighteen sixty six approved the purchase of the, of land in Mudsville to build a state prison. The ten acre site was con, convened, convened as it was just about twelve miles south of Wellington, which was the state capital at the time that summer. A temporary wooden prison was built surrounded by wooden wooden stockade that housed prisoners. In the meantime, officials worked with architects on the design of the new prison. The choice of Gothic-style design was similar to the 1859 Northern Illinois Penitentiary at Jolette. The building would be constructed of stone, complete with terror with tourists, with a... Big beams and battlements and lacent windows, giving it an appearance of a fortress, constructed with the help of inmate labor. The first structure was built with was built uh, structure built was the north wagon gate, made with hand-cut sandstone curried from a local site. Work on the first work on the first phase of the prison continued until 1876, when it was completed at a total cost of 363 hundred or thousand, 363 thousand or 363. Okay, sorry, my math was freaking sucking. 3.6 million then is what it costs. So just think how much that sucker would cost now. The north and south cell block areas both measured 300 feet or 300 by 52 feet. The north wing was institutionally used as a kitchen, dining room, and chapel before additional cells were gradually added in the 1890s. In between the cell blocks is the four-story administration building that included space for female inmates on the third floor and personal living quarters for the warden and his family on the fourth floor. The second floor served as a hospital. The stone walls were five feet thick at the t- at the base, tampering to two and a half feet at the top. The faculty officially opened in 1876, at which time it housed 251 inmates, some of whom had helped to build the prison. Afterward, more faculties, workshops, and out and out buildings were constructed, including a washhouse, bakery, hospital inside the north Re- Re- recreation Re- uh, yard. <coughs> The next decades were more impressive. Were more, oh. The next decade, in the next decades, more improvements were made to the faculty. Steam heat was added in the uh, 1870s, and coal lamps were replaced by electric lamps in the 1900s. 1900, 1900. Bricks were used for walkways and roads, which improved drainage and cleanage of the uh, grounds. The administration building was also improved with an elevator installed in 1894 and an exterior porch that actually made the prison look a bit welcome. By the early 1900's the prison also included several shops in which inmates were uh, worked including carpentry, planting, painting, wagon shops, Stone and uh, stone and brickworks, and blacksmithing, and uh, shoe shops, bakeries, ha- uh, maybe even help with the hospital too. In addition to a two hundred acre prison farm, these industries helped support the prison financially, and it was mostly self self sufficient. Prisoners prisoners also worked in the kitchen, stables, and washhouses. During this time, the prison conditions were good, with the warden with the warden's report stating both the quantity and the quality of all the purchases of material, food, clothing have been very grateful <coughs> but steadily improved, while the while the disclaimed has become more nearly perfect in the experience. Ex, Exaction, Ugh. okay, perfect in the exchange of labor of less strengthened. The education was also a priority for inmates, and a school and library were built in the nineteen hundreds. The library grew to include over five thousand books, and at one time those who could not read were required <sighs> weak. Were required to attend night school. Other additional classes and enriching programs were also available for all inmates. The prisoner, ha- the prisoner, the prison had its own band for recreation, which played in a which played in a band stage located in the north Rec- uh, recreation room. Many in, many inmates played on a baseball team that competed against local teams in Mud in Mudville, Mudsvilles, the Ohio Valley area for many years. The print shop published a magazine called Work and Hope. Church services were held in large in a large room on the second floor of that on the second floor of that building. By the 1920s, the female in- inmates were moved from the administration building to the recreation yard. This building this building had its own dining room and kitchen in addition t- to cells. A, ha- a, high, a, ha- a high wall enclosed its section from the main part of the prison. During this time, approximately 50 women were employed in part of the shirt shop, marking collars, and cuffs for the uh, shirts made by the men prisoners. The other women were employed in domestic work within the prison. Domestic work, which means... Like housework stuff, like vacuuming, cleaning, sweeping, uh, scrubbing, all that good stuff. I want to get to where anything scary happened. Okay, well, let's see. Okay, here we go. We're going to talk about some of the deaths that happened here. This would give us some stuff about what's haunted here maybe. During its 119 year tender, approximately 918 men died in the prison of its of its 36 were homicides, which were which means were murders and the rest were suicides. Okay. From eighteen ninety nine to nineteen fifty nine, ninety four men were executed at the prison, with eighty five men executed by hanging. They said the these executions were open to the public until june of nineteen june nineteenth of nineteen thirty one, when inmate Frank Heyer was hanged for murdering his wife. Unfortunately, when the uh, trap door beneath him was opened and he fell, he was instantly decapitated. Oh, Lord. Wow, that's, yeah. Wow. Okay. Afterwards, attendance at the execution could not only be by those who were invited. The last man hung at the prison was a man named Bud Patterson from Logan uh, County he was who was uh, buried in the prison cemetery after his death because his family refused to claim his body in the elder, in the early days hangings probably took place near the north <coughs> near the north wagon gate Later, a 1929 publication states that the main hospital building was the location of death row and in, execu- in the uh, execution room. And in 1949, the state legislator decided to decided to use electricity because it was more humane, which means they'd use the electric chair. Nine men were killed on the electric chair before the state prohibited capital punishment in 1965. At the time, executions took place in a building called the Death House where there were four holding cells on the first floor. These buildings no longer stand today. Prisoners who died from execution or other cases were buried at the White Gate Cemetery. If relatives did not claim their bodies. These graves are designed with a license plate type marker. The cemetery is located about three point five miles east of the prison at seven hundred Toms Road Lane. Today there there are no buildings or structures standing from the prison farm and coal mine as these sites were currently utilized by the regional jail faculty in Mudsville. After the prison closed, the Mudsville Economic Developmental Council leased the uh, complex for twenty five years. But it serves as a dual purpose as a training faculty and tourist attraction too. Well that makes sense. You could still train, you know, officers there for uh, uh you know uh prison riots and stuff. Another reason the old building may be haunted is because it said said that it was uh, built on ancient Native American burial ground. This would not be hard to believe as the as the old prison was built directly across from the whoa from the Grave Creek Mound, one of the largest cynical type burial mounds in the United States. Mound, burial mounds are basically these big mounds where they go just bury their their dead, and they're huge mounds and nothing just but just dead bodies. There's no marker. That's the marker. It's the pile of bodies. There's nothing wrote on them or anything. So pretty weird. But you don't know it's there to, or what it is till you start digging. And you don't want to dig in anyone's uh, cemetery, but you don't know it's a cemetery until you start digging. So you're fucked either way. Anyways, where was we at? Okay, this would be this would not be hard to believe. Uh, okay, here we go. Largest one of the members of the okay, one of the largest okay members of the idea culture moved more than six thousand tons of dirt to create it in about two hundred from two hundred fifty to one hundred fifty BC. Some believe that the negative energy from the deceased Native Americans infiltrated the prison, resulting in many of the uh, the, uh, paranormal events that have occurred here. Hauntings have been reportedly as early as the 1930s. During this time, as inmates was often spied walking along a maintenance area where prisoners were not. where the prisoners were not allowed to be. In some cases the guards set off alarms, but there was no one there and no inmates accounted for when they investigated. Pretty creepy. I bet you being a garden in an old place like that would be some crazy shit. See what else they have to say. The old recreation room in the basement called the Sugar Shack by prisoners was once the infamous free illegal gambling drug drug deals, rape, <coughs> fighting, and murder today. Or murder took place. Basically, now see I've seen their little dot uh, diet. Uh, can't even fucking talk tonight. I've seen their documentary on this. And it was a little like a basement. And you went under. And that was the recreational uh, room. And that's what it was. The guards didn't go down there. Uh, the it was always guarded by prisoners. They ran it, so yeah, it was like their little uh, place where they could do all of that. Uh, okay, today visitors report hearing unseen people arguing, arguing, talking, and whispering here. Others have heard unex, unexplained noises and felt cold spots within the room. In addition to the creation or to the recreation room. The whole basement area is said to be haunted by a maintenance man who once worked here. It was said to have often spied on the prisoners and was quick to report any news of uh, infractions to the guards. In retaliation, he was stabbed several times with shanks when he was in the uh, bathroom. After his death, he goes The ghost was said to wander around the basement area, and some people have reported equipment malfunctioning too. The North Wagon Gate, the prisoner's oldest structure, is said to be home to one of the prisoner's most active ghosts. The area once held the execution gallows where a man named Arville Atkins was was hanged in uh, 1938 here here vis- visitors say the area ex- exudes an evil feeling and they feel as if they are being watched mysteriously sounds and voices have been captured in evps and ghosts of the co- uh, the condemned are sometimes seen the the gate is haunted by orville atkins who was condemned for kidnapping a minister who was uh, later found dead. However, his execution was botched. As the uh, noise was being uh, placed, or the, as the noose was being placed around his neck, a nervous uh, assistant pulled the trap door handle too quickly and Orville fell 20 feet to the stone uh, walkway. There he was uh, stoned and, and or stunned and hurt. He was uh, he was still alive. He was then pulled back up to the uh Scarfold and hung correctly. <clears throat> His footsteps are said to be heard slowly pacing back and forth. <clears throat> the North Hall was where the prisoners worst offenders were placed. Not for the crimes they committed outside, but for their violent behavior in uh for their violent behavior on the inside, though they were locked were uh, though they were locked down in their cells for 20, 23 hours a day, two murders occurred once a once a biker named Danny, who was stabbed to death, who was stabbed in the eye by another inmate and dead of his uh hemorrhaging the other was william reds uh, snyder who was convicted of murdering his parents and dismembering their corpses red was disliked disliked by many inmates and involved in several fights in the end he was attacked in front of his cell and fatally stabbed 37 times the hall has been the site of many strange events Including photographic anomalies, equipment malfunctioning, the sound of cell doors b- banging when no one is in there. Many have reported feeling very uncomfortable there. Red Snyder cell is said to be peri- uh, said to be periodically haunted. In the solitary confinement area, people have often reported feeling cold spots. And as if they have been touched on their uh, backs. Other hot spots include death row. The physics uh, or the psycho ward. The chapel shower cages. Or the... Uh, let me redo this. Death row. The psycho ward. The chapel. Shower cages. Dining room. And the boiler room. There's no... Pre- no, there's no particular entity that is called the uh, shadow man, because he lurks in the dark. He lurks in dark. He lurks in the dark places, and has no visible features. He has been described as appearing like a dark shadow, that is that is very intimidating. Throughout the prison's visits and staffs reports seeing fleeting glimpses evaporations, smelling unpleasant odors, strange noises, echoes, feeling of being watched and whispered voices they that says help i'm trapped. Visitors have felt brushed, tapped and even shoved by invisible hands. And cameras have captured ghostly mist, faces, fixture or features and orbs. Some have seen ghosts of prisoners in uniforms walking the halls and disappearing into the walls. The West Virginia Penitentiary is considered one of the most haunted prisons in all the uh, United States today. It also lists as one of the uh, lists on the National Registration of Historical Places. Oh yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Dude. I'm telling you, prisons would be kick-ass to go check out because of all the uh, history that happened there. You know, I mean, not only just all the uh, executions that happened there and the people that did die there there and the deaths that were uh, reported, but all the deaths that wasn't and the people that were just beat to death. And just, man, it's fucking crazy. Like that one guy just chopped up his whole family and he got killed in prison. Ah, well, I thought this was going to be a short short uh a short show today, but no, it's not not looking that way, but that's good, good, good. All right, guys. We are getting closer to my 150th episode. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Still don't know what I'm going to do because I want to do something special and focus on that. I got to find something good to talk about, though. So, and I might try to talk uh, my niece Ashley to come on for this one. So I think it'll be fun. It'll be grand. But I want to thank you guys for listening. This has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. You can get this podcast on Spotify uh pandora itunes amazon google play i believe uh we got a youtube channel go to our facebook channel ghost stories told from the south excuse me and um yeah just want to say thank you guys for all the new members that's coming keep telling everybody good words about the show give me some five-star reviews give me some good reviews keep downloading and uh, i appreciate you guys have a spooky good time and don't be getting too scared out there now. Because it's getting that time of the year, baby. We can sit outside by the freaking fire and talk about some ghosts. But we'll check you guys later. Be good. Be real. Don't get scared too easy. And uh we'll catch you next time, man. Bye.